Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kego Lasso. We have a great episode for you. Happy Thanksgiving. By the way, we have Sam Mewis, a one-on-one with the United States women's national team midfielder and Man City star as we look ahead to the team's game against the Netherlands. And Sandra Herrera from CBS Sports joins us to break down all the analysis as we look ahead to that game. Stay tuned because here it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Que Golazo CBS Sports Digital. It's a pleasure to welcome Sam Mewis to the show, the midfield star and World Cup champion for the United States women's national team, as well as FA Cup winner with Man City, who she recently joined uh, this past summer. Now the U.S. returns to action this week for a tasty matchup against the Netherlands. It's a repeat of last year's World Cup final, and it's the first game for the squad since winning She Believes Cup after beating Japan 3-1 back in March. My God, Sam, that seems like a years ago, to be honest. Sam joins us to discuss the national team as they wrap up 2020, her life in the UK, and much, much more. Sam Mewis, welcome to Kego Lasso and CBS Sports. How are you? Hi, I am good, thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Uh, as I mentioned, my God, She Believes Cup was this year. It feels like it was five years ago. I know. Tell does me it that feel for you? It does. It feels like it was so long ago, but as soon as we all got back together here, it felt like no time had passed. So it's been really great to see all the girls. Well, that was actually my first question. You're reading my <laughs> mind about reuniting with the national team. Uh, so it feels just basically you're back with the family. Did it feel good? Yeah, it felt really good. Literally back with the family as my sister's here as well. Um, but yeah, it's been great to, to just be out on the field with them. Um, obviously, we have some pretty strict uh, protocols uh, for safety. So um, we can't hang out too much outside of the field. Um, but it's been awesome to just see everybody get reacquainted um, and to get to play with the, with everybody again. It's been awesome. How many times have you been to the Netherlands? Is this your first time or uh, you must have done it before, right? Or, or no? Oh my gosh, I actually don't know. I'm trying to think if I've been here once before, but I can't remember. <laughs> this, this might be my first time. I guess I don't really know. Well, I'm sure the Netherlands really appreciates that, Sam. I that you remember. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I feel like maybe I've been to Amsterdam once, but I can't really like recall. <laughs> it was a momentous occasion then. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently it was. I'll have to like look into that. <laughs> Let's move on, Sam, before you get into more trouble with Amsterdam. <laughs> There's a good mix of NWSL talent and European-based Americans, of course, uh, including you, of course. How has the energy and cohesion been uh, since uh, you, you joined in camp? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, I think that, um, like, the, the one thing about this team is that we're all so proud to be representing this um, group and that when you come here, there's just like really high standards and we all kind of understand what's expected of us and what we need to bring. So um, I think that gelling back together is um, when, when we're all starting from that same page, it's usually pretty seamless. And 
um, I think that like just continuing um, some some relationships we've had before, but also welcoming in a lot of new young faces that are just really excited to be here has been a lot of fun. Um, I feel like for the first time I feel like I'm on like kind of the older end. So I, I see all the young girls that I'm like just so excited for them. So it's been really fun and um, great to just like be back out on the field playing with with some familiar faces again. So we'll get into the game and looking ahead, of course, but I'm really interested to know this because aside from being champions and such a incredible squad, there's a lot of personalities there, right? Is there, is there anybody who, who's like the most, who's the loudest? Who's the one that's just like, calm down for a second. Is there anybody out there specifically or is it just everybody? Because there's so much confidence, right? I'm so interested in personalities in this dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think big personalities. I mean, Crystal is just like a ball of joy, so much energy, so much fun, always laughing, always dancing, um, friends with everybody. She's just like the energy. And then I think, um, Kelly is another big personality, just like always like intense, always talking, always solving problems out there. Like really just, just a big like person all the time to have around, which, um, it's so fun to be friends with both of them. Like, it's just always a good time and always like, exciting <laughs> so crystal dunn and kelly o'hara are the, are the ones that are yeah who who's the troublemaker uh um you know like rose and sonnet have like a little mischievous uh streak in them like i think rose is like kind of always on like a little prank war with somebody like her and sonnet you just see them and you know they're up to no good but um usually i'm like with them and like trying to keep them in line <laughs> Well, you, obviously, Rose Lavelle, now your uh, teammate at Man City as well. So you got to make sure that you keep her in line as well. Exactly. Don't get her in travel in Manchester, right? That's that's the last thing you exactly. want to do. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Sam. Um, listen, it may be a friendly, but I'm sure the Netherlands want some redemption, especially now that they're at home. How do you feel about this opponent? Sadly, no, Vivian Miedema, you know, just a tremendous a striker, I believe there's an injury there, but they're still a very powerful squad. What's it like playing against the Netherlands? Yeah, they are such a great um, team. I've only had the experience the one time in the World Cup final. And to be honest, I like it was such a hard game, but it was so emotionally like exhilarating that I kind of feel like I've like blacked out part of the memory. Like I just genuinely like don't really know what happened. So um, obviously we've been preparing this week and, and talking about their tactics again and just definitely getting prepared because we know they're going to be a really tough opponent. So um, we're excited for the challenge. And I think that anytime you get to play a top team like this, it's, um, it asks a lot from you. So I know that th that's what this team really like lives on and thrives on is um, being challenged, being asked to perform at our best. And we know that the Netherlands is going to demand that from us. So um, we're really looking forward to the game. How are you getting more used now to uh, Vladko Andonovsky's uh, style strategy? How's that going? Yeah, it's great. I, I love um, Vladko's style. I think um, he's been uh, like it's been seamless having him come in and um, obviously the team has gotten some good results with him and he's off to a great start. So um, just really honored to, to continue to, to be selected with him. And um, I know that he has big aspirations for this group and um, we, we have a lot of meetings and we talk a lot during the session. So um, I feel like I'm really learning a lot from him and have a lot more to learn. So I'm really excited to hopefully continue working with him. Sam, let's talk about your year for a second, specifically you. It's been kind of crazy, right? Moving to another country as you join Man City, but also, you know, as all of us are dealing with the issues of everyday life as COVID continues, you know, how has it been for you? It's been a lot. A lot has gone on. I asked this of my guests 
but I feel like you specifically just so much has happened. How has it been for you? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's been like some ups and downs. I think that um, overall really positive. I, I was fortunate to um, be in North Carolina when this all started and um, I got to live with Lynn Williams and train with her, but then my husband also had come down. We got a puppy. Um, so my quarantine was like uh, kind of exciting at times. Like I think obviously getting the dog and then having my husband and my best friend to live with was like kind of like a dream situation. Um, but there was definitely challenges. I mean, um, I think just the uncertainty of were we going to play? Was there going to be any games? Um, I was really proud of the NBSL for pulling off the Challenge Cup the way that they did. And um, I think it went so well, not so much for my team uh, in our results, but um, I think for the league to pull that off in such an uncertain and, and crazy time was was really impressive. And then, yeah, deciding to, to go to Manchester um, and to just kind of take that opportunity and say, I, this is something I've always wanted to experience and now seems like a really good time. Um, just knowing that I would get in some a lot of guaranteed games and it has been really great. Um, and then luckily my husband and dog were able to come too and Rose came too. So I feel like I'm kind of back in this. I'm really fortunate um, to have had the opportunity and to be surrounded by people and my puppy that I love. So um, definitely been a wild year, but I feel like I've been really fortunate with the opportunities and experiences that I have had. Yeah, and Tobin and Kristen is also there. It's it's just uh, it's a, a quite a little fan. And Zach Stefan, of course, as well from the from the male side. It's it's quite growing. What's your puppy's name, by the way? Uh, his name's Finn. He's a little Cavapoo, and I I don't even like know that I was a dog person before we got him, and I like literally love this dog so much. Um, because you've mentioned Finn more than your husband, so I feel I, like <laughs> I know I. But my husband would do the same thing. Like I, we're like mutually just so obsessed with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. That's really great. Uh, and as you mentioned, especially in a quarantine year, there's so many issues. Sometimes a dog gives you that mental therapy that everybody needs. It's really great to see. Listen, let's talk a little bit more about Manchester. How how is it living there? Um, uh, how do you like it? Um, especially you mentioned obviously a little bit closer family and friends. How is it? Yeah, it's been great. I mean. Soccer aside, which has been awesome, like the facilities, the team, the girls are all so great. Um, Manchester's a really cool city. And obviously um, we're still like in a lockdown right now. So we're not fully able to experience everything about the city, but um, what we can experience has been great. I don't even mind the weather. Um, I, I feel like we've had a lucky streak with the weather. And um, like I said, I've, I'm fortunate to have some family there and Rose there uh, with me. So um, I have no complaints. I'm really enjoying it. How's your uh, Mancunian accent? Can you do it? Can you figure it out? Do you, did you get it? No, I, I can't figure it out. I don't want to try because it'll be so embarrassing. But I think that I've um, like learned some of the lingo and I'm like starting to pick up on that a little bit. Just listen to Oasis a lot. That's exactly yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> listen, let, let me ask you about the WSL. It's such a growing league. It's such a good league, strong league. You, you mentioned, obviously, um, you know, the the Manchester Derby too well, but there's just talent everywhere and there's so much more popularity uh, and rightly so, not just because of the World Cup, but also just everything that the league itself is doing. H how do you feel about that WSL? What, what are your initial impressions as you've been there now a few months? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's been really competitive. Um, I think that um, my team has been like such a joy to be a part of. I have felt really welcomed into the, into the team and, um, 
I feel like I became fast friends with a lot of the girls. And then I think that, um, we have so much potential and I'm really excited for us to continue to develop and explore that. Um, but our games have been difficult. I mean, we have, have had a, a bunch of ties actually. Um, and I think that that just goes to show really how competitive the league is. Um, so I, I definitely am, um, a fan of the league and I think that it's you're, like you said, it's growing and, um, has a lot of really talented players in it, um, on, on all of the teams. So I'm excited to, to keep our campaign going this year and, and hopefully start, um, really pulling out the wins. Would you say that the Derby was, uh, the toughest one? I mean, you were leading and then Manchester United came back in that game. How was playing in that? Um, yeah, it was like great competition. I think that, um, the, the Derby always has like such like animosity and, and, uh, intensity built up before it. And I definitely, um, like learned to pick up on that. And, um, I think that playing in that game and then having that result happen really just made me all the more in tune to that rivalry. Um, so definitely excited to have another chance to play them later in the year. Um, and I think that they, I mean, they were a great team and, and that rivalry is, is one of the reasons like why I came overseas, I think experiencing something like that is like such a, I still say soccer, but like in this, in this setting, I'm just, it's such like a football thing. Like the, the rivalry between Man City and Man U, it's like something like you get to experience in, in that culture. Um, so I, it, it was really cool for me to, to get to play in that game. Are you watching out on saying soccer a lot? Do they get it? Do they get mad if you say it or do your teammates just let it go? Well, no, I mean, like, I don't want to like, I don't know, like become like English. Like I'm not English, like I'm American and we call it soccer, but I do think sometimes that they'll just be like, just call it like, it's not soccer. And I'm like, oh, well. Well, you know, what's funny. The English are actually the ones that actually created the word soccer. So it wasn't. Uh, oh, good to so, know. Yeah. So it's not an American thing. Way back, actually, they were the ones that told Americans, listen, you call it soccer. We'll call it football. So and uh, the next time they give you trouble about it. <laughs> Tobin Heath really knew what she was doing, right? When she said Manchester's really red, right? She was just trying to like add a little spice uh, to the drama. <laughs> That's what she's like, right? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, I love Tobin, but yeah, she was, she, that it's the rivalry. She's got to say, she's got to believe what she's got to believe, but um, we'll see what happens when we play them again. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> And it was a really, really good game. Two really good uh, teams just revitalizing uh, that rivalry, of course. Listen, let me ask you about uh, Thanksgiving because it's coming up, obviously, uh, as this episode comes out. Uh, it'll probably be on the day of Thanksgiving because the game is the day after. Um, are you planning to celebrate it after the match? Uh, a home, obviously, practicing social distancing and quarantining? Yeah. Um, well, so luckily, my sister is in this camp with us. I don't know exactly what we're doing as a team for dinner, but um, I think that like so many people, unfortunately, aren't getting to see their families for the holidays this year because of um, COVID. But um, it came as this like little happy surprise that Christy and I were going to actually be together for Thanksgiving. So we'll probably try to like FaceTime our parents. And then, um, I left my poor husband home in Manchester with the dog by himself for Thanksgiving. So we're going to celebrate on Saturday. And then, um, I think hopefully if lockdown lifts and, and I'm able to celebrate with some of the Americans in Manchester, we would love to do that. Um, we'll just have to see what the protocols are and what's safe. Right. So you follow the protocol, but maybe, maybe a little uh, visit with Zach Steffen. Uh, he, but I, I think that it's your husband, Pat, that's going to be doing most of the cooking, right? It, exactly. Yeah. Pat is definitely the chef of the family. I 
occasionally it will be like my turn to cook and he'll kind of like sit there and like watch me and then he'll just be like um like I would do it this way and then he'll just kind of take over and I like secretly I'm so happy and I go sit down and like watch tv and let him do it <laughs> so you do it wrong on purpose so Pat just takes no. over or you just do it wrong <laughs> well I just don't like have the knack like I just don't have like the Pat calls it like the touch like I just <laughs> I just don't have it. So if luckily I married somebody who does and he actually makes really good food, Rose um, will eat dinner with us sometimes and and me and Rose are always raving about the food. So he's a really but good cook. How bad are you though, Sam? Like you can't boil an egg or like you can't? No, no. I, you know, I can like cook anything. Like I can cook okay. the basics. I could cook it. Okay. It's just not going to be that good in comparison to someone who's like a really good cook. Right, right, right. Like I'll make anything but it's going to just be like a little bit lackluster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's fine. That's fine. Because <laughs> if you have, if you have somebody in the family, that's much better, might as well let them do it. Right. Exactly. That's what I do at home. I'm the cook here. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure my wife will probably listen to this and really argue that, but. <laughs> but you know what? I am much better at cleaning. I'm going to make him listen to this podcast now. And I am like, he's a great cook, but like he's messy and it, it's hand in hand. You okay. can't have it all. Yeah, you got a 50-50 that then. Yeah. You got to make sure that you share. Sam, what do you like to do when you're not training, when you're not practicing? Is there anything that you uh, do a lot of? Like, uh, do you love watching TV shows? Like, is there a hobby that you like? Yeah, Um. I, well, you said it for me. I like love watching TV. I know that's so lame, but um, I'm like, I love when I'm binging a good show and just like can't wait to go back and watch it. But same with a book. Um, there's like nothing better than when you're reading a good book and you like can't wait to go read it. Um, I what also, show are you into right now? Well, I've been watching Modern Family. I've seen it all the way through, but I, I kind of am like watching it through again just because it's so funny. Um, and I'm trying to think if I'm if I have anything else going on. I don't think well, so. Modern Family, like the first few seasons, are incredible. Yeah, and then it kind of loses it a little bit. But the first few seasons are some so of the best television ever, right? I know they're so good. <laughs> that is great okay last question Sam before we let you go um what do you think 2021 will bring for you on the U.S. national team as you continue to develop is there is there a specific objective that you'll have obviously aside from the obvious but when you look at this team sometimes you think how can you get better but I feel like as athletes as competitors you obviously think that do you have any specific objectives for yourself and the squad well I mean for myself I I obviously know that the Olympics um, isn't guaranteed. I, I, I'm very hopeful that it will happen and I'm planning on it happening. Um, and I just really want to make that roster. I think um, at the last Olympics, I, I came pretty close to making it, but what ended up going as a, an alternate. And um, that's kind of like been on my shoulders for the past couple of years. So it would be a huge personal accomplishment for me to make that roster. And um, ultimately, I, I think the team wants to go and put in a good showing and, and win, of course. Um, so we have a lot of work to do between now and then. And of course, only if it's safe to, to have the tournament. Um, but that's where my hopes are. And just continuing to develop as a player, I feel like I have a lot of room to grow. And um, I, I'm just excited for the opportunity to, to keep playing and hopefully continue earning call-ups to the national team. Well, let's hope to keep seeing Sam Mewes in the national team and at the Olympics and more with Manchester City. Sam Mewes, midfielder, World Cup champion, Manchester City FA Cup winner. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>
Excellent, Sam. Thank you so much. That was excellent. No problem. This comes out uh, Thanksgiving, I think, actually. Um, so we'll tag you. Um, I'll just add you on Instagram right now. So I'll, I'll DM it to you. You can do whatever you want with it. But uh, this was really great. Really appreciate it. Cool. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much. Listen, good luck uh, and, and hope you have a great, great rest of the year. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, everybody, to Que Golazo. We just talked to Sam Mewis, Man City, and United States Women's National Team star. And we have now insider, writer, expert, mi hermana, Sandra Herrera from CBS Sports, uh, all about the U.S. But you know what? I'm very excited because this is Sandra's first time, her debut in Que Golazo. Sandra, how are you, sister? I'm so good. Thanks for having me on to the show, Mano. I appreciate you and all your work as always. I'm excited to uh, chat some women's soccer with you. Absolutely. Like you said, listen, we were like slacking everybody uh, about this episode. And because this comes out on Thanksgiving, uh, Sandra, what'd you say? I said Thanksgiving is for the birds, bro. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right, let's get straight to it. Um, The U.S. wrap up 2020 as they face the Netherlands. Uh, It's the rematch of the World Cup final in 2019. First of all, Sandra, when you're looking at the squad, and uh, even though it's a friendly, it's it's a good way, I guess, to see how the team will do against a pretty good start, even without Vivian Miedema, obviously, out through injury. How do you see this game? What what do you want to see from this game as they play the Netherlands? Oh, my God. Not to sound just so basic and simplistic, but I'm just excited to see the United States women's national team just get back out there on the pitch. I mean, you're talking, we're talking about the the top ranked women's national team in the world. You know, United States women's national team is, is the powerhouse. They're the team constantly that everybody's chasing every year. And, you know, 2020 has impacted everything, you know, on, on a global scale and within the sports world, especially we're talking about a team, you know, that is used to having fixtures nearly every international window that, that, that is available, uh, having camps that go along with those fixtures, you know, a team that spends time with each other. And this is going to be 
their first match, you know, in nine months or so, you know, we're talking since like March when the She Believes Cup ended. Uh, so just being able to see this team get a fixture, close out their calendar year, you know, get back to that. I think it was probably just so important for them to try to figure out a way to make that happen. Even if it, you know, even if it was going to be something like just, just the camp to get them all together one final time to close out the year, but the importance of just getting that final game as 2021 approaches, you know, with still a little bit of question marks, right. Around the Olympics. Yes. They were postponed for 2021, but there's still all this uncertainty kind of leaning in the air and uh, a head, a new head coach, first year head coach in, in black, in black it was so important to, I think, really try to end this year with some type of game or some type of intense camp together. You know, I, I, I've been thinking a little bit about whether or not, you know, what would have happened if they weren't able to get a fixture? You know, we saw, the, we're seeing the national team in England, you know, they're splitting in two and they're going head to head against each other. And we hear so much about all the competitive aspects coming out of these national team camps, especially with the United States Women's National Team. So they maybe could have got away with something like that. But I think getting another game against Netherlands is going to be so important, even if they are missing a player like like Miedemann and, and having some players get some time in, you know, someone like Julie Ertz, uh, you know, Crystal Dunn, you know, players that really we haven't been able to see in a national team scale since she believes, since the end of Challenge Cup, you know, this summer, it's going to be huge for them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you raised a few good points, which actually Sam talked about as well. Just the the fact that they're all together again is is nothing but good because it, it once again builds that uh, collective unity, et cetera. And they are the best team in the world. You know, they have to be together at the very least to wrap something up. All right, let's talk about the actual squad. You know, a pretty good combination between NWSL talent and Europe-based talent is there anybody in particular that you're keeping your eye on uh, as we look to this game you know I think there's going to be an eye on the players that are currently playing in Europe right now uh, you know part of the a, a big spotlight on this camp and this game coming up is the fact that it was going to be taking place in Europe right and U.S. soccer and the women's team had a small camp you know just past fall series in October where we saw a lot of NWSL talent, a lot of players who had uh, impressive challenge cups and fall series matches kind of get the nod, right. And come in and, and get into a camp. Uh, and, but within that, there was also the elimination and missing some really, really big names, names that are playing overseas, whether it is in WSL or, or in Sweden. So having this camp in Europe, I think has provided the opportunity to kind of bring all those things together. So I would love to, you know, I'm excited for a player like Christy Mewis, you know, someone who has sort of always kind of been in the larger pool of U.S. soccer, uh, but really kind of utilizing her club play to kind of get recognition again. And having a coach like Vlad Goandonovsky, who has that NWL experience and knows and understands the importance of domestic club play. And to be able to take a look at players in a broader lens and be able to pinpoint and say, you know, this player can bring A, B, C, or D into these type of national teams camps is so important to have. So it's great to have a coach to look through that type of lens and see those type of performances and then kind of get her into the mix, even if it is just for this final fixture of the calendar year as they go into to 2021. And then for the European players, you know, players like Alex Morgan, who are working back from pregnancy, uh, you know, after having baby girl Charlie, you know, players like Heath and, and Press, who are literally, literally putting Manchester United women 
on the map. I mean, this is this is a, a club that has only been around for a few years, and they're already making so much noise in WSL, you know, with, with the experience that these two particular players are bringing. So I think we're going to be looking for maybe somebody like Mewis and maybe some of these players who have been getting a lot of minutes uh, in England. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a good thing you mentioned uh, Christy Mewis because, you know, Sam talked about just, you know, having her sister there. It, it feels good and it, it's a good opportunity, of course. And a perfect segue to my other question, which is about WSL. You know, we've, we've talked a lot about Sergio Dest in Barcelona and Pulisic at Chelsea, and it's great to see American talent big club, but you know, the WSL, Kristen Press, Tobin Heath, Alex Morgan, Sam Mewis, Rose Lavelle. I mean, you know, the fact that, and we've talked to a few people about this, how the WSL is always a good league, it's growing, but just now the American influence, as you mentioned, just putting certain teams on the map. How do you feel about the WSL as it stands and with us, all this American talent coming in? It can be anything but good news. You know, you hear a lot about the, the crossover between, you know, NWSL and WSL, uh, how it's it's kind of been a little minimal, I think, in recent years. We've only seen a handful of players making those jumps uh, within both leagues, whether it has been somebody in the past, like, you know, even with going back to Crystal Dunn when she was playing with Chelsea a few years back to, to now, to having these players playing for Manchester United or, or Man City. And, you know, even within NWSL, you know, having somebody like a, a Jody Taylor, you know, getting her her feet into to NWSL with with OL Reign. Um, and you hear a lot about these players are asked about it constantly. Right. And they always are kind of on brand and saying the same thing. But that's only because it's true. You know, we hear a lot about the the prospect of growing the women's game. And you do that by developing and continuing developing your soccer and you really really get the best way to do that when you start jumping into other leagues and playing different styles and I think what we're watching right now in particular with Sam Mewis is incredibly incredibly special we're watching a player who really has just been elite in NWSL like American domestic club soccer who is coming off of a world cup championship and we're watching her you know, being, you know, integrating into a club like Manchester City, a city, or a, a team that's not a stranger to performing at the high level, right? You know, this is a team that, that wins the Cups, performs in Champions Leagues. And it's almost, we're watching her and they're almost looking not so much like a, a, a brand new team, but you could tell like they're looking like a team with an added element with somebody like Sam Mewis and she sticks out, not just because she's like almost six feet tall, right? You're looking at this pitch and you can point at it and you go, oh, there she goes. But the what she's bringing to this team, the ability to break down plays for, you know, with the defense, the ability to build up play with the offense is just, it's almost looking, you know, near flawless. Uh, you know, you don't ever want to maybe, you know, could be one of those people who like goes into with too much praise of a player, but it's difficult, you know, in this time to look at some of the soccer that we're watching and look at somebody like Sam Mewis and not be able to immediately recognize what she's bringing uh, to the pitch. So it's, it's hard to believe that a player like that who was already playing so well is eventually going to perhaps make her way back to the American domestic league and somehow be even better than she was before.
Yeah, absolutely. And it's probably like a good thing for the opponents as well, because you would think that now they have a closer look at what American talent is all about. And so European-based nations are probably thinking, oh my God, we knew they were good. They're the world champions, but now we're seeing it day in and day out in training, et cetera. Let's finish off, uh, Sandra, with 2021. Your biggest objective for this team uh, I'm sure it's an obvious answer, but maybe not. What, what is the one thing that you want to see, especially as Vladko Andonovsky obviously is still early in his tenure? What do you want to see from this team as we look ahead for the next 12 months? You know, I think it's important for this team to, especially coming off of the, this year that they just had, I think in a normal cycle, when you're looking coming off of the World Cup that they had going into an Olympics as a head coach, you're probably tasked with let's let you already got to make a smaller roster, right? Compared to the World Cup. So you're already thinking in the back of your mind how, you know, I'm probably going to keep a huge cluster of what we had going on in the World Cup into the Olympics, right? You're going to ride that momentum. There's a, very rarely a huge shakeup, right? When it comes to that, uh, in terms of having to whittle down your roster. But then having a year like, 2020 you know this on the completely unpredictable year that sort of just threw a wrench into everything you know we're kind of going into this next phase now where for maybe somebody like Vladko Andonovsky was going to be looking at towards the next cycle already but he's still sort of stuck in this previous cycle uh so I think it's important how he has been tinkering just a little bit with getting additional looks at extra players he's already sort of widened the pool just a little bit while making sure he's still keeping a lot of that 2019 roster intact so I think to close out this year I think it's important that they're getting this fixture I wouldn't be surprised if we're probably going to continue to see this particular 23 more or less maybe expanding to 26 or so with a couple other players coming in and out you know depending on trying to get new looks or you know god forbid knock on wood injuries um you know, ahead of what could potentially be the 2020, 2021 Olympics. I think they're going to want to try to keep as much cohesiveness as possible, try to keep as much familiarity as possible before really maybe kind of ripping the bandaid off a little bit and then trying to, you know, build things up again for the next cycle. Sandra Herrera, CBS Sports Insider and writer. Such a pleasure to have you on your first, but not last, I promise, not last uh, appearance for Kego Lasso. Thank you so much for joining us. I love it. Thank you. Can't wait to be back. I want to thank Sam Mewis and Sandra Herrera for joining me today. Make sure that you stay tuned uh, to Kego Lasso Podcast. We have so much more content coming your way. Happy Thanksgiving. Get in on that turkey, mashed potatoes, green beans, and a lot, a lot of soccer. Have a great day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 